It's time for Bottom of the Bargain Bin with Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, welcome back to Bottom of the Bargain Bin. In the late 60s and early 70s, there were a lot of anti-hero movies, often with vigilantes killing people instead of waiting for the law to get them. Movies like Bonnie and Clyde, Dirty Harry, Taxi Driver, even A Clockwork Orange followed a sadistic main character, but among those movies was a low-budget 1974 thriller starring Charles Bronson called Death Wish. While not the best movie in this subgenre, it is a very intense movie about a timid architect who is driven to murder when a young Jeff Goldblum, yes, that's actually his first film role, kills his wife and rapes his daughter. Unlike Dirty Harry or Taxi Driver, where the main character spends the movie trying to get at the bad guy or the bad guys, in Taxi Driver's case, Paul Kersey, that's uh, Charles Bronson's character, starts killing every criminal who attempts to cross his path and basically becomes a madman at the end. He ends up getting off the hook because despite killing 10 people, hey, they were all bad guys. So this became uh, the first in a five movie series. It was even remade with Bruce Willis in 2018. So while that original movie hasn't aged super well and Charles Bronson isn't the best actor. When my father was killed in a hunting accident, some fool mistook him for a deer, you see. The movie made quite an impact and told a devastating and outright horrifying story at times. The sequels vary in quality. I mean, they have their moments, but they just get progressively worse. And Bronson's acting doesn't get much better over the years. Just get out of my face. Who are you? We're still in the car. What's it to you? It's my car. In Death Wish, Paul never finds his wife's killers and basically just kills at random. And in Death Wish 2, his daughter is raped again. Oh my goodness. And he actually tracks them down. In Death Wish 3, they kind of give up, and Paul makes a deal with a crooked cop who lets him do whatever he wants. <laughs> Death Wish 4 is an anti-drug movie. What's the best way to combat drug use? Murder, of course. So, when I found Death Wish 5 for $2, which, by the way, I've only seen it one time, I had to jump on the chance to review it. Before this movie even started, though, we get to see some previews. Now, normally, I would just skip these, as would anybody, but since I'm transferring tape to digital, I ended up watching them all, and oof! The first one is The Stoned Age, a movie I have never heard of, which looks like Bill and Ted, if it wasn't funny, mixed with Superbad, if that also wasn't funny. Then in a very weird move, a trailer for this cute little family film about these kids who hate their mom and want to trade her in. For every kid who's ever wanted to trade in his mother. What the hell is this all about? But the music plus the antics, oh, this is so silly. Wait, what movie is this trailer in front of again? Then we get a trailer for Leprechaun 2, and sadly it seems like the best movie in this bunch of trailers. 
All right, so uh, 12 minutes later, we get into the movie, and the first 10 minutes are just this backstage drama of this fashion show. Paul Kersey is now in the witness protection program, and his girlfriend, Olivia, is the ex-wife of our main villain, Tommy O'Shea, a gangster hustling backstage at the fashion show. O'Shea wants custody of the kid he and Olivia had together, but he, of course, doesn't get it, probably because he's a racist and a psychopath killer. I usually get a shine with that. Too much you want with. Paul proposes to Olivia and O'Shea doesn't like that one bit. And this knockoff Seth Meyers beats her head into a mirror. This eventually, of course, leads her eventual murder, which means Paul must track down the killers and also make sure that he saves the kid. Paul doesn't do as much shooting in this one as he does in previous entries. He shoots definitely, but gets pretty inventive with his murders. Like the first guy he kills, he poisons with food and then just mocks him and throws his head against the table. You got a problem? <laughs> Which one's supposed to be the psychopath here? Also, another creative kill is when Paul puts a remote-controlled bomb inside of a soccer ball then rolls it into fake Seth Meyers' front yard. Seriously, this guy looks exactly like Seth Meyers. I looked it up several times to make sure it wasn't actually him. His character, his name is Flakes, because he has dandruff. Why is that important, you ask? Well, it's because of this wonderful line right here before he kills him. I'm going to take care of your dandruff problem for you. It's especially in this movie we see Charles Bronson's horrid acting skills. He delivers all of his lines like a robot with two expressions, ticked off or creepily happy. It doesn't matter as much in some of the earlier ones when he isn't doing much of anything outside of killing for like 90 minutes. But with this plot, heavy, drama-filled thriller, no, no one wants to hear him. So anyways, remember how I said Paul never caught the rapist in the first movie? Well... And you won't believe this, O'Shea finds out who Paul really is and tracks down the three guys from the first movie, and he hires them to fight Paul! And remember how one of them was actually Jeff Goldblum? So, I mean, they should have had him come back. I mean, he, he wouldn't have, but they should have got him to. I, I, that's so weird! I mean, he ends up killing all three of them, so, I mean, he gets closure. But what a bizarre thing to do. Ugh. Like... Like, are they all still criminals who regularly hang out? I'm sorry, this is so ridiculous. Anyways, Paul makes short work of these creeps. He finds O'Shea and tries to bargain for his life, but Paul isn't having any of it, and he pushes him into a, a pool of acid, and he ends with this glorious line. Whatever you want, whatever you need, I don't need anything, but you, you need a bath. Okay, this film sucks. It's one step above a TV movie. It's no wonder it bombed at the box office and has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think anyone really cared about the Death Wish series at that time anyways, and certainly those vigilante-style movies had fallen out of style. If you want a so-bad-it's-good Death Wish movie, try the third one. Otherwise, don't waste your time on this movie. Cannot recommend this one at all.